SAFM Sports Wrap. Oh, SAFM 104-107. Hello and welcome to South Africa's news and information leader and indeed the sport on a Monday evening. Yes, the weekend is behind us and what a weekend of sport it was. This is the PSL radio show Segun Jalo. I'm Dwayne DeLocca and we've got a busy show coming up tonight. We'll be chatting to, amongst others, uh, head coach of Bloemfontein Celtic who were in action in the MTN8 first leg semi-final against Kaiser Chiefs. We'll catch up with uh, Clinton Larson. We'll also talk to Mpoma Boy as a presenter and analyst of football and get her views on how the uh, MTN8 semi-final legs went down and indeed we'll catch up with uh, Rogers Kakane who's in action uh, tomorrow as his Chipper United side takes on Orlando Pirates in the Absa Premiership but I can tell you what a weekend it was for one golfer in particular, Jason Day he's finally broken his duck yes he's become a major champion 97th PGA Championship yesterday wow, he's been in the hunt on so many occasions, he's never ever won <gasps> and finally after 7 years He's done it. And Jordan Spieth finished second after winning the first two majors of the year. He's near the, uh, the new world number one, Rory McIlroy, dropping down in the world rankings. Um, on a sad note, though, really sad to see over the weekend, another two club rugby players have been lost their lives. It's just seemingly senseless. I don't know if it's because of uh, lack of medical attention or immediate action or uh, refereeing, allowing things to get a little too, too ugly and too rough, but certainly condolences to the family. And I certainly hope to see that this does not continue in South African uh, rugby. That's it. Let's start off with some sports news. Football news. Orlando Pirates coach Eric Tinkler has urged his players to take their CAF Confederation Cup performances to domestic football and challenge for the league title. Despite doing well in Africa, Pirates are uh, struggling to get results at home. They've already been eliminated from the M10-8 by Cape Town and they lost their first AMSA Premiership match against Supersport United. But they do host uh, Chippy United at Orlando Stadium in a league game tomorrow night. Meanwhile, Amajimbo's head coach, Mulefi Nteki, has named the 25-man preliminary squad for the FIFA Under-17 World Cup in Chile. South Africa's youngsters have been drawn against Korea, DPR, Russia and Costa Rica in Group E of the showpiece, and Nteki is confident that his preparations in the build-up will be sufficient. The head coach said uh, the uh, purpose of this weekend's camp is to run scientific and medical tests for the players and to give them a brief introduction to a World Cup environment. Further afield, uh, Roberto Firmino is pushing to make his uh, first Liverpool start, but Brendan Rodgers likely to name an unchanged side and there's his side that won at Stoke. Joe Allen's hamstring problem means he's uh, joined long-term absentees Daniel Sturridge and John Flanagan in the treatment table. Eddie Howe, meanwhile, is, is expected to hand summer signing Tyrone Mings his Bournemouth debut at the expense of Charlie Daniels. Harry Arter and uh, Loney Christian Achu are still nursing injuries, are unlikely to feature. Meanwhile, FIFA will investigate the alleged distribution of a dossier highly critical of UEFA President Michel Platini from its Zurich headquarters. European football governing body has complained to FIFA about an alleged smear campaign. The dossier allegedly questions Platini's decision to vote for Qatar to host the 2022 FIFA World Cup and paints a generally unflattering picture. The 60-year-old uh, former France midfielder will contest the FIFA presidential election to succeed Sepp Blatter with former FIFA Vice President Chung Mung Jun of Korea Republic, ex-Brazil player Zico and Liberian FA chairman Musa Billiti. Rugby news, despite their 26-12 win over Argentina in Buenos Aires, the Springboks remain fifth on World Rugby's official rankings. According to World Rugby's official website, there are no changes up or down in the rankings following wins for South Africa, New Zealand, Ireland and England. But New Zealand increased their advantage atop the rankings to six full ratings points after their convincing 41-13 win over Australia in Saturday's Bledisloe uh, Club. Cup decider in Auckland. Cricket news, I can tell you that uh, it's been a major blow f- to the tourists because Indian opener Sikhar Dhawan has been ruled out of the rest of the three-match uh, Sri Lanka series with a hairline fracture on his right hand. 
That one sustained the uh, injury during the first test in Gaul, which India lost by 63 runs on Saturday. Dawan, who has a century in the first innings of Gaul, will require four to six weeks to recover from the injury. That's your sports news. It's time for the PSL Radio Show For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League Fixtures, results and all the latest news Proudly brought to you by APSA Today, tomorrow, together PSL Radio Show it's FM 104 to 107 now. A bit of a splits and Kaiser Chiefs, both earning valuable uh, away goals in the one-all draws against Ajax Cape Town and Bloemfontein Celtic, respectively, in their MTN8 semi-final first legs. So we've got uh, football presenter and analyst Paul Maboy on the line to take us through the uh, two matches that were underway this past weekend. Paul, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hello, uh, Dwayne, and thank you for having me. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Let's let's start off with Saturday night. What, what did you make of the conditions, yeah. especially the pitch for the match between Ajax and Wits? If it was up to me, I hope the PSL never makes the mistake of playing another game at the Kipsenburg ever again. It was terrible. Yeah, no, I, I think it turned out to be a cabbage patch on the uh, on on Saturday night, and and the rain drizzle yeah. certainly didn't help. Uh, ultimately, though. Yeah. Ultimately, though, do you think it made for a good match overall? Ultimately, I think it was not a fair playing um, ground for both teams. Uh, I mean, when you look at the fact that IXK Town had to resort to playing all the long and high balls, um, and also the fact that um, because of the uh, four bid this, Gavin Hunt had to, you know, bench some of his best players, the likes of Lucifer Villagazi. Um, it, it just didn't really showcase what both teams can achieve and it didn't really give a good indication of what we can expect in the second leg because it you know both teams resorted to playing different styles of football from what we're used to so at the end of the day uh yeah i think the the draw was sort of the fair result out of everything that happened but yeah like i say you couldn't even read into what you can expect in the second leg because it, it was just terrible yeah fair enough huh? and when you leave Joel Onishongwe and Susiso Villarazi on the bench because of uh, <laughs> the condition of the pitch i suppose it does tell a story yeah. but i mean do you, do you feel though that either side was perhaps unlucky not to win i mean i know you you say that perhaps the the, the result was fair considering the conditions but do you feel that either side was unlucky not to actually walk away with a victory I think on some level, Bidvis Vitz, who were the more attacking side, were, despite the fact that IX Cape Town had the, the better uh, part of the position, but I feel like um, Bidvis Vitz were more attacking. And on some level, I think they were slightly unlucky not to walk away as the victors because, yeah, like I say, they, they were attacking more. They, they, they made less mistakes in terms of defense. So I think, yeah, Bidvis Vitz were slightly unlucky not to actually walk away as the victors. How much of an advantage do you think that away goal is then for, uh, well, I suppose not only for uh, Bitvis Bits, but indeed in the other game as well for Kaiser Chiefs? I think in terms of for Bitvis Bits, it's a slight advantage because slightly, I think at home, with the introduction of Susi Sovilagas, we're going to see a different side. Um, I'm not saying that he is the be-all and end-all of Bitvis Bits, but, you know, he did make a slight difference when he came on in the last 30 minutes of the game. Um, so I think we're going to see something different from this side, um, yeah, it'll be quite an interesting one. Whether Roger Dussar and his men will be ready to defend, especially, um, you know, we all know when when Bidvest are at their home ground, it is slightly difficult to actually beat them at home. So that's going to be quite an interesting one. When it comes to Kaiser Chiefs, whew, their defense scares me. 
or the lack thereof, rather. Let me say that. Are, are you are you talking specifically? Yeah, are you talking specifically the the, the combination in between Tulu and uh, and uh, Matoho at the back? Matoho. Yeah. It, it is practically non-existent. They mm. have they, they don't have great communication. So it, it, it's going to be quite interesting. I mean, even when Palembe scored that, yeah, that howler of a goal, you could see Idumel Kuna was very much unhappy with his defense. Although on some level, when it comes to that goal, you can't really blame the defense because the goal did come from quite a distance. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's quite interesting actually seeing those two. And, and, and one wonders whether at some or other point, Kulu will actually just get over what took place with regards to the Colin Black Label Cup and just just be, man, just, just and start enjoying your game, you know? Yeah, well, I tell you, uh, Tull is a quality player in his own right, but I, I, I do fear for the Chiefs' defence from a cohesion perspective. Then again, I suppose it took yeah. Maite Mato a little while to gel as well. But let's talk sure. about Chiefs uh, pushing forward then. Um, and Parker, although he had gone to score the, the, the Chiefs' goal, the penalty miss yeah. was that significant? <laughs> that penalty miss, I don't think, was really significant because of all the times that Parker has actually taken penalties, if I'm not mistaken, statistically, he's only missed. That was his third goal, third penalty that he has ever missed. The last time he missed one was in October 2013. So it's not a regular thing for him. But at the same time, I think, I don't know whether in terms of goals, Kaiser Chiefs is the Kaiser Chiefs that we saw last season because you know everybody knows that when when it comes to Kaiser Chiefs it is anyone's goal it could come from defense it could come from the middle it could come from the front but this season I mean when you when you look at how they transition they seem to be very very slow and that's not the Kaiser Chiefs that we saw last season the Kaiser Chiefs of last season were very much awake very much on the ball but this season it seems as though they're very slow to get into gear. And I don't know whether that is going to count against them in the long run. Um, I don't know whether it, it means that Shaba as a captain needs to step up and say, listen, guys, whether we have a new, cap, uh, a new coach or not, at the end of the day, technically the team is still the same. So we can still do what we did last season. Well, except for, you know, one or two players that have left. But in essence, it is more or less still the same team. Let's talk about Celtic briefly. Uh, do you think yeah. As a home team, that they looked dangerous and, and had enough purpose in their game? As a home team, I think they sort of set back just a little bit and were kind of hoping to catch Kaiser Chiefs more on the counter-attack than to actually go out on an all-in-all-out all attack, which was quite interesting to watch. Um, and if they're going to try and do that at the FNB Stadium... I think they're in for quite a big surprise because I, I, I felt as though they didn't take advantage of the fact that they had the home crowd on their side. You know, you had a packed free state uh, stadium and they sort of didn't use that to their advantage. They, they sat back a lot more and I expected them to go on the attack a lot more, but you, one didn't quite see that. So, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting checking out the 29th of uh, August. Indeed, the return legs, yes, of the semi-final ties. Mpoma Boy, thank you very much for your insights and opinions tonight. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. PSL Radio Show.
SFA 104-107, let's continue talking your MTN 8 semi-final uh, first leg now. And uh, Hilda Palembe, Bernard Parker, both hitting those sensational goals as uh, close the Chiefs, who are the reigning champions, bear in mind, in the MTN 8, uh, played to a one-all away draw at Bloemfontein Celtic in uh, the first leg of their semi-final yesterday. We've got the uh, Bloemfontein Celtic coach, Clinton Larson, on the line. Clinton, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Dwayne, and good evening to all the listeners this evening. Oh, now, I've got to start on this point. Tell me how good Palembe's strike was from the bench. Oh, there's a special, special goal. You know, for a player making his debut, I don't think he, he, he'd score a better goal than he did, you know. And he had an attempt a few minutes before he got that one and it went narrowly wide. So, you know, we kept encouraging, encouraging him to, to keep shooting because we, we've seen his capabilities at training. And, uh, yeah, the second one that he hit, uh, you know, flew off his boot and, uh, the rest is history, but um, an absolute gem of a strike. And then, look, uh, as a football fan, you must have marvelled at Parker's strike as well. But as a, as a coach of the opposition, you might have been a little less delighted. Yeah, listen, we've got to give credit uh, where it's due. Uh, and like I said, um, you know, it was, it was just as good a strike. We were really spoiled as, as, as football lovers to see two, I would call them both world-class goals in one match. And uh, credit must be given to uh, to both players for the execution on the day. Uh, execution from open play, you might say, because how significant was uh, was Parker's penalty miss from, from your perspective? Yeah, listen, uh, also a little bit soft, you know, Bevan put his hand on the player, player went down, you know, <laughs> just a bit of contact and... and uh, uh, but in saying so, uh, yeah, we rode our luck. Um, Parker missed. I think he, he was on the side of the Celtic supporters, uh, and, uh, at our main stand. So, you know, they put him under a bit more pressure than he who normally would have. Mm. And, uh, you know, it resulted in him missing. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it played in our favor. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we managed to come out of it with a draw and then still, um, keep ourselves alive in the tie. Talk about Bevan. I mean, he was telling me how incredibly hard uh, Patrick Tinian has been working, and uh, he was obviously disappointed to to concede three goals in your league opener. But were you pleased with his mm. performance yesterday? Oh, Patrick's been outstanding. You know, um, against Polakwani, he really wasn't at fault for the goals. Um, I mean, uh, um, I've seen I've seen Patrick now for the last six years just mature and grow from strength to strength. You know, he's he's always up there with the best keepers in the league. If I'm not mistaken, Patrick's been nominated three out of five years as a nominee for goalkeeper of the year. Mm. So so that tells you how consistent he's been performing at the highest level. So we've got a lot of confidence in him. And, and Devin's right. Patrick is one of the hard, hardest working goalkeepers there are around. Um, he pushes his body to the limit each and every day. And, and you know, he reaps the rewards uh, with performances like that. Can I ask you about... Uh, I mean, you opted not to start with Keegan Buchanan, but you brought him on early. Well, what did you spot? What was the thinking? Well, basically, we we, we had a problem in midfield with Ndengani and Polani. We were asking uh, Polani to just play a little bit higher up to give support to Nyatama in attack. But he kept dropping and sitting a little bit too far deep and didn't really understand his role. Um, so, you know, we had to make a bold decision very early in the game and... Uh, 
we thought that Buchanan came on and gave us exactly what we were looking for. So, mm. yeah, it was more a tactical change than anything else, Dwayne. Yeah, I tell you, his pass completion rate is something special. I think uh, I think a few people are going to be eyeing him in uh, in the years ahead, Clinton. But, I mean, you did play some entertaining football, and, and you looked dangerous at times. Uh, but do you feel there was some hints of ring rustiness in, in the game in, in terms of your finishing, perhaps? No, definitely. I think in all, all aspects of the game, we're far off from where we should be right now. Um, you know, bringing new players into the team is never easy. They're still trying to find their feet within the structures and with, with, the, with how the team plays. Um, but even as a team, it usually does take uh, four or five games for a team to settle and find a, you know, a fluid rhythm. And, uh, you know, we, we in that process at the moment. Um, like I said after the match, you know, people underestimate the importance of continuity. And, and the Kaiser Chiefs team is basically an yeah. unchanged team, 11 from last season. So, you know, they have a slight advantage in that regard. But I think we're getting better with every game that we play, and, and hopefully, um, you know, the next one will be even better. Having said that, though, I mean, Chiefs have had a, a couple of key changes. One of them is obviously uh, Masha Maita and uh, Paul Maboy, who we've just chatted to, was talking about the the, the, the lack of cohesion between Kulu and uh, Matoa in particular, which is a, a concern for, from a Chiefs perspective. But, you know, Steve Cabela coming into the coaching role as well, as good as a coach as he is, there is going to be some changes. Do you, do you feel that they're lacking a little... Uh, in the intensity that they had last season? Uh, Dwayne, I think basically I, I rate both players very, very highly. You know, um, Tulu, I coached him as a youngster um, and um, I know him very, very well. And um, and, and Matoho is my, my, my ex-player as well and mm. I rate both, both of them very highly. But that partnership, you know, partnerships take time to gel. Especially key, key partnerships like a central defensive pairing. You know, it takes time for you to understand the, the strengths and weaknesses of, of, of your, of your defensive partner. And, um, these two are only going to grow from strength to strength. It seems like their first, uh, choice pairing. And, uh, I'm sure they're going to get better with more games under their belt. So I don't think, I don't think the Kaiser Chiefs faithful have too much to worry about. I think that partnership with the quality of the two will only get better with time. Let's talk about travelling to Chiefs for the second leg. I mean, having conceded an away goal, do you, do you think it's a rather difficult prospect, that uh, the second leg? No, not at all. Not at all, Dwayne. You know, it's uh, we put ourselves in a situation now where we're 90 minutes away from basically being in a cup final. You know, um, you can go there, one ugly, one no, who cares, but you're in the finals. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, anything, any draw, any any scoring draw, puts us in a very, very strong position, you know. So um, we're going to throw caution to the wind. I mean, we've got nothing to lose. Um, they may be a little bit cautious and not want to concede and sit back a little bit. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what's, what, what their game plan is. But we're going to throw caution to the wind and see. By us getting a goal away from home, we'll just put us in a very strong position in, in that second leg. Fair enough. Uh, you've got uh, two league games before you play them in the second leg. One is against Platinum Stars this weekend, but straight after that you've got uh, Orlando Pirates. It's, it's, it's not an enviable situation, Pirates and then Chiefs following on straight after that, but in a sense I suppose it's ideal preparation for that second leg. No, exactly, exactly. I think we're playing two quality teams having looked at Platinum Stars now. 
they've got a very strong attacking unit and, uh, you know, they played some brilliant football and um, it's going to be a very difficult game. Uh, you know, fortunately for us, once again, we've got two home games in succession, um, both games in the free state and, um, you know, we, we'll be looking forward to them. You know, I've said it before, our players really thrive on, 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 on the atmosphere at our home games and what the supporters give us and um, we're looking forward to the, the next two at home. Well, Clinton Larson, uh, you certainly had a, a good-looking team. I thought they were very industrious moving forward for the most part. And uh, congratulations on the on a result, despite the fact that it's not exactly what you would have wanted. But best of luck in your uh, league encounters moving forward as well. Thank you very much, Dwayne. Dwayne DeLocca on SAFM. SFM 104-107 now certainly not an easy start to the new season for Chipper United who after facing Kaiser Chiefs in their opening league game will take on Orlando Pirates in their second league game tomorrow we've got the coach of uh, Chipper United Roger Skakano on the line uh, Roger thank you for joining us hello Yes, uh, good afternoon and to the listeners Thank you, now let's, let's, let's start off uh, by, by uh, talking about that happy note I suppose for some um, are you happy to get some of the toughest matches of the season out of the way early matches like uh, Chiefs and Pirates yeah yeah, no 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 no, no. of course it's, it's, it's good to start with this team you see so that we can see and know uh, how far uh, uh, so how, how is our team how was the, the pre-season preparation take, uh, going to take us to okay now let's let's take a look back very briefly before we uh, talk more about pirates specifically. I mean, let's talk about the game against Chiefs. Were you happy with the performances of your debutants in particular, Dawes, Mayambela, uh, and and what are you expecting from Mayambela in particular, considering that he's going to be up against his former team tomorrow? Yeah, I was I was happy with the performance, but not the results. Yeah. And for tomorrow's game. Uh, no, not to single out the, the, the player as such, but the team as a whole. So I'm, I'm hoping they're going to to give us a good game to all the supporters who will be on the field. They're going to watch the nice good football, attacking football. So as you know, our, our type of our style of play. So it's going to be the top game. So we're hoping to get the, the maximum uh, points tomorrow. You are going to be missing a couple of players, though. Uh, I think Ruben Kluter is the latest to be unavailable for tomorrow's APSA Premiership match against Pirates, but you're also going to be without Joseph Mulungwane, who's red-carded uh, against Chiefs. I mean, how significantly does that impact on your, your plans for tomorrow's game? No, we are, uh, you see those things, the injuries and the cards, uh, we are well aware of those, and we are well prepared. So we've got a good balance team. This is uh, the young players. Uh, most of them, you see some good uh, new faces tomorrow. Some young players from NFG, they get it, they, you see, they'll, they'll play. They'll also, you won't even see that uh, uh, Pat Malouan or Ruben is not there. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Akpe will actually be the available tomorrow. Uh, is, is that going to be a bit of a headache for you to, to drop Hawes if Akpe is available, or are you going to stick with the, uh, the, new, the, the youngster and give him a, another opportunity and goal in all likelihood? Uh, no, for me... All my players are the same. You see, as long as the player performs, so it's absolutely sense they're on a play. But I'm not saying if he didn't perform or he's not performing well, you must throw him aside. It's just that sometimes the game is not the same. So, but uh, I was happy with that performance. I'm hoping maybe in the next, uh, in the other next games, he's going to perform the same like he did uh, in the last game of this year. But uh, bear in mind that we, we can also uh, give the credit to the defense because our defense was very solid and then they, they know how to defend and they know how to protect their own people. 
Yeah, especially playing with ten men, I thought uh, it was a it was a superb effort from your 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 players defensively. But looking at Orlando Pirates, I mean they're they're a team that is in great form continentally, but less than invincible at home. What do you make of their form right now, and and how do you see them coming out tomorrow? Uh, actually, we as Chippa United, we are not worried about the opponent's size. So we plan our games uh, according to our plan, and we're sticking to our plan. So that's what is going to happen tomorrow. So we we we, we are not worried about Pirate. They have to their performance, and then maybe the the previous record and all other stuff. For us, is to stick in our, uh, into our plan and then see that we, how we cannot get the result. Let's talk about some of your plan then, uh, Roger. Some teams like to arrive in, uh, in in the city they're playing in when they are travelling, sometimes even the morning of the match, often the day before. You've arrived, what, 48 hours before your game against Orlando Pirates. Why the, why the extra time? Why the extra day? Uh, it's not an extra time, but you see, each and every coach has got his, uh, his own way to work or his philosophy. Uh, I don't know who came with that, that you must... You must arrive day before the game. Or, but for me, uh, I, I always like to come two days before the game so that the players they can be secret and, uh, and adapt to the environment and all that. Talking about the environment, uh, are you happy to have an assistant coach like uh, Eddie Dialois sitting on the bench considering his previous experience with the, uh, with the team having lost Major David Bright? Yeah, no, 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 no. He's a good, he's a good local boy. So uh, I don't have any problem. He's a good guy, you see. Local guy. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the highly qualified uh, uh, local soccer coach. You see, uh, I'm, I'm, it's good to have him uh, next to me. Actually, uh, I was supposed to have both of them on the bench uh, uh, when the season started, but so unfortunately David uh, left. So, but he's there. So he was in the club even last season. You saw him. He was. He took over um, some two or three games, and he's the one who's uh, in charge of, uh, of our district team. Roger, you're one of 15 men that has actually sat on the bench for Chippy United in the last three seasons, but we, we were told by the club at the start of the season it's going to be different. They're going to stick with one coach and uh, and pound through the season and, and, and keep faith in you. Do, do you feel that there's a lot more support for you this season? Do you feel a lot more uh, confident or, or that the, the club has put more faith in you this, this season? Yeah, I think maybe uh, everyone in the club, uh, including me, everyone learned from the previous mistake, you see. Maybe some decision, they took some decision uh, uh, in a harsh way. But let's hope maybe they learn. Uh, if they learn, maybe they're going to take that route of uh, discussion with the coaching. Well, uh, Rogers Kakani, I certainly wish you the best of luck against Orlando Pirates tomorrow. It's a tough start to the season for you, but if you could pick up at least another point, I think it'll be a very impressive start. Yeah, no, no, thank you very much for, for, for your interview. PSL Radio Show. Approaching 7 o'clock on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Time for me to say cheers, I'm out of here, but uh, I can confirm one more piece of uh, footballing news. Sundowns have registered uh, their Zimbabwean midfielder, Kama Biliat, as a local. That means they've freed up one more space for a foreign player on their roster. Bear in mind, he started playing in South Africa in 2010 for Ajax Cape Town. So five years in South Africa, he qualifies for citizenship. But that's all we've got time for tonight. Now, Lady Muleo is up next after the news with a talk shock. More sport tomorrow morning with Janet Whitten on AM Live and Brad Brown tomorrow evening at 6.30. But uh, I'll be back on Thursday from the uh, PSL radio show Segundialo team tonight. Producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.
That was a podcast of the SFM PSL Segundialo show. Catch me, Dwayne DeLocker, every Monday and Thursday from 6.30 to 7 p.m.